You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I love what, what is about to go down right here. We have three amazing preachers and speakers that are come up and bring the Word of God. So um, why don't we uh, bring up our first speaker, this mighty man. He's, uh, he is is. I just see, David, that you're on the, the verge of a, a great move of God, that you're leading the charge, you're spearheading with your wife, this next generation of our leaders. Please help me welcome up to the stage David Wyatt as he comes to bring the word. Wow. I am so honored to be in this house, to reap the fruits that you guys have sown here Starting with you, Pastor Michael and Pastor Lisa, like, I think of, I think of Pastor Jurgen and I think of Pastor Leanne, and you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that we're in their house, but you know what, they're kind of like, they're kind of like the leaders behind the leaders, right? We give them honor, but the people that we see up front and that we grow to love and we learn how to practice honor is the people that do it in front of us, our examples. So let's give it up for Pastor Michael and Pastor Lisa. Yes. Oh. You guys can't tell, I'm pretty excited to be here today. I'm, I'm a very excited person. As a matter of fact, if, if there's one thing that gets me fired up, <laughs> yeah, that too. If there's one thing that gets me fired up more than anything, it's hope, right? Hope is something that has carried me from places where I thought I would never be able to get out of, never get able to do. So when I got the opportunity to come up here and, and to preach, you know, the first thing is like, well, all right, 10 minutes, I can... I can pray for 10 minutes. Um, so I got I to gotta figure some stuff out here. But you know what's amazing about our God is, is, is through the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what I'm thinking or what I'm doing. It matters if I'm being obedient before him and let him use me as a vessel, right? Right? That's what we all are here right here. We're vessels. We're vessels of hope. So I kind of want to bring a little bit of my testimony in here and kind of flavor it with Christmas because uh, Christmas here in Awaken has changed the way that I've looked at Christmas my entire life. Christmas my entire life pretty much was a cool and fun holiday. It wasn't necessarily full of like hope and joy, right? And, and I'm going to break down kind of like the journey where, where I came from and where I'm at now and where I'm going. <laughs> so, so first off, I grew up in the church and I... And I've battled with, well, am I a church basher? Do I want to go in? Do I want to come out? Do I want to criticize my parents for something here and there? And you know what? It's amazing because coming to this house, being able to let the Holy Spirit move into every parts of your, your life and kind of minister to all of those things, right? It, if you ask the question, he will answer you, right? So, so letting him into those places, it was kind of like, you know what? I can sum up my childhood as preparing to put the mantle of my parents' religion on, Right? Like, I wasn't, I, I heard all the right things. I had all the right verses. I had all the right scriptures, right? But I, I kind of felt like I was just putting on something that my parents had. It was a passing of an old garment that had gone down from generation to generation. And that perspective started to unlock something, right? It started unlocking the way that I look at things, and it started allowing hope to kind of creep in. And I'll tell you what, if you have a little bit of hope, God can change the world, and more specifically, your world, right? And so that's kind of what I want to share is how it rocked and changed my world, right? So my, uh, the verse that I have up over here is I'm, I'm focused around 1 Peter 1.8. And if there's a summation, if there's one chapter that can encapsulate kind of like the answer to all the questions I grew up with, 
It's 1 Peter chapter 1. So what I've done here is I've highlighted the favorite, the best part. And when you read this at the core... There, there's a preface to this. There's a buildup to this, and then there's an after this. And kind of what, what I struggled with is as I'm putting on my parents' kind of religion, as I'm, as I'm still you know, wanting to ask questions, but maybe I'm afraid, like, hey, my parents are passing me down something great, and God has worked great in their life. Maybe I'm not going to be up to par. Maybe I'm not going to be able to do the things and move like my parents move. My, I'm the oldest of eight kids, all right? So my parents... My parents Yes, God bless them, right? Whatever comes after that, God bless them, right? He's used them. He's moved through them. He's t- I'm here today, so they did something right, right? The same Holy Spirit that was moving in them, no matter what you think, right? Let it go because it's the same Holy Spirit that's moving in you now. So I came into, this, I, I came into Christianity. I, I, I want to say I was saved-ish, right? So... So I can't tell you, like, the day I gave my life to Christ because I never really understood what that really was. I'm putting on somebody else's mantle, right? I have no idea what the history is on it. I know there's a verse. I know that I get, I get merits to go buy toys if I quote a verse, right? So I get demerits if I didn't meet my, <laughs> if I didn't meet my verse quota, right? So there was a definite transactional thing that was kind of built in that hit my psychology. And I looked at everything kind of through like, oh my goodness. Well, the people that I'm around, I mean, they're always doing good things. And then sometimes when I see people not doing good things, some consequences happen. And just looking through that lens, I'm like, you know what? I got it. All blessings have an expiration date. Mm. That's what it is. It's got to be it, right? So, So if I do something good, right? There is a bless, there's like a, like a heavenly measurement of what I did that was good that gave me the equivalent blessing. So if I went through life and I got a lollipop, why well, I should probably do something better than what I did to get a lollipop, right? If I, want, if I got a bicycle, right, from my parents and I wanted, let's say, I didn't want a Huffy, I wanted a Haro, right? Maybe I should have practice better on what I had before, or maybe I should have done more chores, right? Or done my siblings' chores. That always made somebody happy, right? So, so as I'm going through this transactional process, I was thinking like, you know, what is the best thing that I can do, right? And so I started adopting this mentality of, you know what? I've, I've kind of stayed in the shadows. I don't really volunteer for stuff. I'm kind of like, uh, but I'm a very outgoing person. I love to help. I love to be engaged in things that are meaningful, to build things, like to be around other people. It lights me up. So I started saying, you know what? What are these great things that I can do? You know what? I'm going to buy my friend an Xbox, right? I'm going to take my paycheck. I'm going to go buy my friend an Xbox for his birthday. And then I'm going to go buy him with my other paycheck, uh, all the games and all the stuff that he wants. And I started having this transactional thing that, that affected my life in a way that it started disconnecting me from God and everything that I wanted from God. So, so what, what I find amazing is being in this place right now, looking back on this, is that I didn't see the hand of God all around me, right? 
I didn't let that hope come in. I didn't have the faith that he was there for me. I just had the faith that my parents would love me if I performed and I did this, which was nothing. I mean, I missed the mark completely, right? So what's amazing about our God and about this church is like it only took from the second we stepped into this door, that shifted, right? The spirits attached, right? The mentalities that were feeding, feeding into this lie, right? Started going away and you started seeing clearly now. So... So my salvation was based on, okay, so you're saved-ish because you have to be baptized for sure. And if you're baptized, you have to speak in tongues, right? And it was a, here it is, here it is. And I don't even know what, what was beyond the message. I know that that was how I received. I still had a heart problem, right? So that affects how I received. So when I receive these things, and I already have a perception that I'm taking on somebody else's mantle, somebody else's faith, bottom line is Christmas isn't so much fun. Christmas is another blessing based on my performance that I had in my head that gave me that gift that probably I would say I like the wrapping better than what I got. So so, So I'm blessed with all of these things, but I could never see the blessing. It was always in a wrapping that I was that I either was more excited on, I was excited on the appearance, the hope that there was a blessing, but what was inside of it never really filled me with anything. So all blessings had an expiration date. I also grew up around a lot of people. We my dad worked in the post office, there's eight of us, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she homeschooled all of us. And she was just, she had us in sports. People say homeschoolers, like, hey, you know, you guys don't really do anything. What about social? I'm telling you what, I'm a social butterfly. I was in, I was in every piece of sports there was. I was playing tennis. I was playing soccer. I mean, if there was street football, and I, I would forget my shoes and just, just to go out and play. I had so much interaction. And I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, this is crazy. This is amazing how what I had, the perceptive kind of changes from, oh, I, I didn't have a lot. Like, I didn't have all of these, a good car. I didn't have all this other stuff. I learned to drive in a 15-passenger minivan. Uh, well, big van. It ain't many. So, it, it, it ain't many. It ain't many. And, and what was amazing is that I, I started looking around people, and I started, when I started doing the blessing comparison here, I started saying, you know what? I, I just I don't understand what, I'm, what this is all for. Like, I, I don't understand it. So what I would like to, what I would like to kind of break down is, is I'm going to read 1 Peter 1. I'm going to read verse, uh, verse 7, right? These trials will show you that your faith is genuine, and when it's tested with fire, it purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than gold. Okay, so now I knew I was worth There was a currency involved here. I had faith. And as I start... Um, as I start exploring this, as I have these mindsets that come down, you know, I started to realize that this is great. Like, I don't need to surround myself with poverty mentalities, right? I don't need to do that because my blessing isn't a transactional piece that gives me a present at the end for a blessing that's temporary. What kind of God is this, right? Ask yourself, what kind of God is that? Who, I could read about this in other faiths, just not here. So what's so amazing about this is, is the verse I have on the screen right here, for 1 Peter 6 through 10, pretty much answered all my questions, right? And the new way of thinking that this church has brought into us is, I understand my salvation and my identity, and now I want to share it, right? I don't want to keep it inside me. I want to share it. The other great thing about this is that the prosperity that I enjoy right now is the result of faith, hope, and obedience. And the obedience leads me to learn how to take those blessings and walk into that abundant life. I learned that I suffer because of sin, right? 
And Christ came and he overcame the world, right? And he's in me. So there was no, hey, you're not good enough. You don't have this here, right? And I'll tell you what, what started creeping into me is hope that there's a better tomorrow. There's something better for my kids. I can get married. I can have kids. I can have a nice car. You know, I don't look at $30,000 a year as some crazy goal that I got to spend my life trying to get. There is some serious stuff that started breaking off. But you know what? <clears throat> that hope just lit me up, right? And I have this little, I have this little Dave cocktail, right? Faith plus hope kind of creates trust, which gives that joy unspeakable. And it's full of glory. And I'll tell you what, going from somebody who didn't want to be seen, going from somebody like in the military, the first like two and a half years, I had a title. It was called turd, right? <laughs> that was my title. That, yeah, yeah, Stan would NJP'd me. But anyway, <laughs> but, it, but I had this title, right? But when my, mind, when my mentality starts breaking down where I realize that it's not me, it's not performance or anything, this is all spirits that need to come off, right? I look at my wife over here and, and I, can't, I can't even tell you that if you ignore that blessing, then... You need to sit next to Pastor Jurgen for a very long time. But I look at this, I look at this transaction that happened, and I realize that, look, I just accept, I receive. The blessings are there regardless because he loves us, right? And and the blessings are there to transform. So I'm gonna wrap it up with this now is that when hope lifts me up and it puts joy inside me, there's joy to overcome everything. Every situation that you're in, it's temporary because his blessings, they have no remorse, they last forever. So everything that you see, you hear people come up here and talk about coming from, hey, look, one of my favorite quotes um, is from The Chosen, from Mary Magdalene from The Chosen. If you haven't watched it, it's a great thing to binge, right? I was one way, and now I'm another. And the difference was him. That joy unspeakable, just full of glory, just unleashes. I don't care what problem you have. I don't care what situation you have. I don't care your circumstance. I don't care your family members. I definitely don't care about your in-laws because my God is bigger. The Holy Spirit promised that he will work with you through all of it, that you're just a vessel of hope and joy. He does the rest. So I want to pray over everybody here right now as I wrap up here. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that you are a God of hope in every circumstance, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when you promise something, it doesn't come back void. It, we are going to rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy because of your promises. So, Father, every head in here right now, we bless them in the name of Jesus. We unleash heaven over them in the name of Jesus. We just sprinkle faith on their hope, Lord God, so they can trust to you right now to move into this joy unspeakable and full of glory. God bless you guys. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, David. Yes, that was so good. So good, David. <laughs> and you set me up so well. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's so, I love being up here because I get to see everyone's beautiful faces all at once and see all my favorite people in one room. Um, when I, when I, I want to begin by honoring Pastors Jurgen and Leanne. Um, our lives have been transformed and changed in ways I never could have even imagined because of their sacrifice and because of them leaving everything they knew and coming here to start this like so grateful. And then I also am so grateful for pastors Michael and Lisa who lead with such love and grace and have such a passion for this church. Lisa and I were at an event recently and 
she looked at me and she just said, this just makes me so happy. She's like, it just makes me so happy to be here with all these people and see them having fun and see them loving each other. And just, it was so cool because you can just see the authenticity in their hearts and how much they love us as a campus. So, all right. Um, so David ended, he started by saying, um, and kind of his whole idea was he had this shift. He started one way, he ended up another way. And when he came here was when he had that moment. Well, my message is people must know. So it's taking that change, taking that shift in your life and sharing it. How do we get it out there? How do we share with others? Christmas is the perfect time to do that. It's the perfect time to share the shift that you've had in your life. So I want you to think back to when you were a kid. How many of you were in the Christmas nativity at your church? Yes. How many of you were Mary? Or how many of you were Joseph? Oh, I see one back there. How many were the star, the star? Not an extra star, but the star. Excellent. Um, everybody has their Christmas traditions, right? And some people maybe hadn't been to church. Maybe you just read a Christmas story or you were excited about the presents. But what is the true, when you come back to it all, what is the true reason for Christmas? What does it represent? It represents the birth of Jesus. And it sounds so simple. You know, oh yeah, Jesus was born. But it's more than just a story. It's something we carry in our hearts and our lives every day. It's something that others should be able to see on our faces, our love for God, and that change that we had when we accepted him into our hearts. So I want to read um, Luke 2, 6 through 7. A lot's going to happen in these two verses. It's kind of crazy. And it came to pass where while they were there, the days were fulfilled that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. That's a lot of stuff in two little verses. <laughs> These two kids that had no idea what they were doing had been called by God, and she brought forth the Savior of the world. And this is something that should be shared. It's something that everyone should know. How do we do that? How do we share the story of Jesus? Number one, be bold. Be bold in your sharing. So last week, Pastor Michael talked about um, Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation. I think some people say Chevy Chase, but I always said Chevy Chase. Um, but that was like a great movie, but I have one that's even better. And they showed it this morning. Elf! Yes! Best Christmas movie of all times. I could watch it all year long and love it, right? Okay, so I'm going to say part of the line and you're going to say the rest. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is... Yes, I love it. There's other elf fans. Excellent. So singing loud for all to hear, what does that mean? What are we singing about? So the single most important moment for us as Christians is when we switch from BC to AD. BC is before Christ. AD, I'm going to coin as after dedication. After you've dedicated your life to Christ, it's in a complete new beginning. And people will see the change in you. And that's how you share. You live out loud. You live a changed life. If you are living in this house, you're going to change in such a good, good way. So here's one example that happened to me recently. I was in the store in Vons. Hopefully that lady is not here. But um, 
I was in the self-checkout. <laughs> you know how everybody like, I, I hate the self-checkout. Like I just, it seems like such a good idea, but then the machine stalls and the red light comes on and the lady's like, what'd you do? So I was standing there doing mine and this little old man came up and he was having such trouble. And the lady went over there and was like yelling at him. No, hit cancel, hit cancel. No, 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 you're doing it wrong. And he was getting so overwhelmed. And I was like, shoot, I hope my red light doesn't go on. <laughs> and it did, unfortunately. So she came over and fixed the machine. And as I was leaving, I looked at her and I said, thank you so much, Merry Christmas. And she paused and turned around and looked at me and said, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you too. And I was like, wow, like that was a complete shift. So even those little moments where you feel God say something silly, like tell her Merry Christmas, or oh, you look beautiful today, or just that one moment, you might be the only light that someone sees on that day. You might be the only joy, the only hope that they've experienced in weeks and months. I mean, when you see what's going on in the country and the world, people are hurting. They just need a smile. And when in doubt, my number one thing is smile. Because why? Smiling's my favorite. Yeah. Ah, see? Yes. <laughs> That's from Elf too. <laughs> from Prophet Buddy the Elf. Okay, so... First of all, we're going to be bold. Second of all, we're going to be bright. We're going to be bright. If you've seen the movie Buddy the Elf, or Elf, you know that he came from far away, came to New York City to find his dad, right? He came and he had a weird outfit. He sang. He did all the wrong things, right? He, everybody looked at him like, you are nuts. But he did it with a spirit of hope and love and joy, and by the end of the movie, was there anyone that wasn't evil that didn't like Buddy? Right? They all loved him. He brought joy to their lives. He made them laugh. Sometimes they rolled their eyes, but they loved him. He won their hearts. That is a huge lesson that we should learn. When you go from AC to, or go from BC to AC after dedication, or AD, sorry. Oh, man. When you go from BC, to AD, people should see the shift in your life. They should see the smile on your face. And if we live a, a life of purpose and find our identity in Christ, which is what we do here, that will happen. Your light will shine. So next, I'm going to read um, Luke 2, 8 through 14. This is a quick one. And there were shepherds in the same country, abiding in the field and keeping watch by night over their flock. And an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And... When I read this scripture and was thinking about the Christmas story, what drew the shepherds? What did they see? They saw the light, right? What drew people to Jesus? They saw the Christmas star, 
They saw the light in the sky, something that shone so bright in a dark night. We're living in a dark night, guys. Like we are. We need to be the star that guides people to the house of God where they can find joy and peace and miracles. People must know. We are the, we're the vessels that are going to teach them. So each week, Scott and I are in DNA, and every month we get to the same part where we have to, well, we get to recount our story of how we came to awaken. And it's something that I've really grown to love, like looking back and seeing where we came from, what those steps we took, and how much our lives have changed. So if I can encourage you today, think back to the day that it all changed for you. Think back to your moment, to that BCAD moment, and bring it back to your mind and live it fresh every day, every single day, because people need to know. My last point is be a bringer. Be a bringer. I learned this from our very own Pastor Michael. Be a bringer. Bring people to the house of God. And if you know, this is my last quote from Elf. There's room for everyone on the nice list. There's room for everyone here. There's room for everyone. Jesus came and was born a vulnerable baby, not just for the perfect people, not just for the really broken people, but for all people. So it's our responsibility to bring them. At Awaken, it's our goal, and this is a shameless DNA plug, to be known wanted, loved, and needed. That is the, the, the order of things here. We want every person that walks through those doors to be known, wanted, loved, and needed. And we can do that by sharing his love, sharing the nativity and carrying it in our hearts all year long. So if I can recap everything, people must know the story of Jesus. And the best way for us to do that is to be bold, be bright, and be a bringer. Thank you. Love you guys. Wow. So, so good. Wow, Kelly, what a, what a beautiful communicator you are. I love it. Just brilliant, both of you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I just want to echo Kelly's uh, sentiments and really honour and thank our senior pastors, Pastor and Leanne, I know the country they come from. I was born and raised there, and it's, it's a beautiful place, but they were obedient to the call of God, and they didn't necessarily know what was... Well, they didn't know this. <laughs> they didn't know it was ahead of them, but they obeyed, and they held on to hope, as we've heard about this morning. And here we are as a result. And, of course, I want to honour our campus pastors, Pastor Michael and Lisa. You guys are raising up brilliant leaders. We've got to hear from them today, so we just honour you. Yeah, absolutely, and... You know, I want to thank you for the, uh, for the opportunity to share from this stage this morning. I don't take that lightly. And I think that this is probably one of the greatest seasons to have the opportunity to share around because central to this season is the first coming of Jesus Christ, our Messiah. And with him comes a message, as we've heard this morning, of joy, of hope, and of miracles. You know, and even though he came some 2,000 years ago, joy, hope, and miracles are still for us today. Amen. 
And I just want to testify that the kind of hope that Jesus gives is a hope that cannot be shaken, moved, or destroyed. No matter what forces of darkness come against us, no matter what COVID-19 or variant comes against, no matter what circumstance, no matter what fear, spirit of fear, no matter what loss, no matter what rejection, our hope cannot be shaken because it's in the one who we celebrate in this season, Christ Jesus. He is the hope of the world. And that's the message that I want to bring this morning. See, Jesus brought hope and joy into the world and miracles. And it's for us today. And Paul, um, he writes in Romans, I'm going to jump straight into scripture. As you know, it's a, it's a limited time, but I'm thankful for it. I'm going to jump straight into scripture here. In uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 2 to 5, the apostle Paul wrote this around hope and joy. He said, through Jesus, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character. I'm going to say this on character, that's value. And character, hope. And I love this. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The hope that Jesus brings never disappoints you know his timing may be uncertain but his promise his promises and his faithfulness are always sure so when we go through any trial or or tough time uh, we can have confidence and hope because God hope and I want you to get this God hope never disappoints See, I don't think anyone could have prepared me for what was going to happen in 2020. And most of us could put our hand up and say, yep. (laughs) My wife and I are salon owners. Um, In 2020, we had to shut down both of our salons because of the COVID mandate. And how many of you know that business has to flow both ways? So even if we wanted to be open, people still had to come in and be willing to do that. But the media and the fear and all the things that surrounded that meant that we, we, we had lost so much business that we incurred massive financial loss that year. On top of that, we were shut down. But if you met my wife, we weren't shut up. <laughs> yeah, come on. Amen. But as a result of that, you know, not everybody agrees with our, um, with our, you know, viewpoints and the fact that we wanted to have the freedom to operate our business and the freedom that, that this country uh, affords us to operate and make the choices as adults that we want to make. Not everyone agreed. And so, to be honest, you know, even through social media and, and, and by word of mouth, we were slandered. We were called murderers. We were called selfish for wanting to open and as a part of that, we lost people from our salons. Not, not, not even people in our salon and our own staff didn't necessarily agree, and we lost them. We incurred loss of, of those people. And then at the same time, we're carrying the financial burden of going through months and months and months having landlords that you know, needed and least needed to be paid. We're talking around $20,000 a month, and we had no income coming in. 
I'm, you know, I'm here to say, you, many of you could probably relate to this story. 2020, the enemy tried to destroy our livelihood. But the testimony that I have today is that he couldn't destroy what's inside of us. Amen. And that's, that's a hope that is given to us through the Savior who we celebrate in this season. A hope in his word, a hope in his truth. Maybe there's somebody out there that doesn't realize this, but the word of God is, is a word that's full of life and is full of hope. And my wife and I, we chose to believe and to stand in that hope. We chose to believe that, that God was with us, that he would supply all of our needs in Christ Jesus. That everything that the enemy had tried to steal would be returned to us. And that if we continue to sow faithfully, according to his word, we will reap a harvest. We will reap a harvest because that's what, you know, that generosity is one of the kingdom keys that unlocks blessing. It unlocks expansion over our lives. And I'll tell you this right now, that my wife and I have a new vision in this season, a new vision for business. We're building, look, I don't care about what a certain person out there says, but we are building back better in Christ Jesus. We are, amen. God has given us new vision and we couldn't have, here's the thing, we couldn't have had this vision, we couldn't have had this vision outside of the conflict and the tribulation we went through and holding on to the hope, holding on to the hope. And so we're building back better. We can see expansion for kingdom purposes. Amen. Praise God. See, God is not only the God of hope, but he is the God of miracles. See, how many of us know that often it takes perseverance in faith to see the miraculous? Remember, it's the toughest circumstances that we go through that bring forth the greatest miracles. When Jesus came into the world, his circumstances were not ideal. Israel was a nation that was oppressed by the Romans, the nation that he would be born into. The woman that was going to become his mother was a, was, a, was a teenage girl, a virgin, who had to, who was implanted by the Holy Spirit, was implanted with a child, the seed, by the Holy Spirit. And it can be argued, you know, there's a lot to get into around that time, that era, but it can be argued that she had every reason to let that spiritual seed inside her die. But God chose her a woman of faith, a woman of faith. And she stood on the promise of God and after being told by the, uh, the angel Gabriel what would happen, that she would be impregnated with the Messiah. In Luke chapter 138, she said this, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done according to your word. Let it be done according to your word. Jesus was conceived in an atmosphere of faith and hope. It was that atmosphere that brought forth his miraculous birth. How many of us are needing a miracle today? I'm going to be real brief here, but we needed a miracle at the beginning of this year. In 2020, the enemy tried to destroy my livelihood. In 2021, he tried to destroy my family by way of four Rottweilers that attacked my four-year-old daughter and tried to kill her and put her in a hospital bed. And while she was being operated on for five hours, we refused to give in to the enemies, to the fear, to the lie. We took communion. 
We were supported by our beautiful church, this community that prayed into my daughter, and the miraculous happened. We believe for rapid healing. And she wasn't in that bed despite what the doctors and nurses said for a week and a half. She was out within 48 hours. She was home. Amen. God is the God of miracles. And I want to say it wasn't just about her bodily healing. It wasn't just about that. Her mental healing occurred. God is restoring her fully. She's going to have a powerful testimony to the glory of God. I watched that little girl go into, we take our sons to the park. They play on their skateboards and scooters. And I watched that little girl periodically go up to these strangers' dogs and say, can I pat your puppy? She's five now. And, and they'll, they'll say, yeah, sure, go ahead. And she'll be patting him. And I look at her and I think, man, if only you knew what had occurred just in May this year. Miraculous healing. Miraculous healing. God is the God of miracles, hope, and joy. And that's what the Christmas message is is truly all about. That Christ came to bring hope for today. He also has, our hope is for the future, for heaven, but he came to bring a hope today. He came to bring joy today. He came to bring the miraculous today. He came to bring you freedom today. Jesus didn't go around and, 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 and come across the blind and the, and the deaf and the lame and the sick and say to them, hey, one day when you get to the sweet by and by, one day when you get to heaven, you're going to see, you're going to hear, and you're going to walk, and you're going to be whole. No, he said, my kingdom is here now. Be healed today. Be healed today. Just in wrapping up, I want to say, that just like Mary, many of us, God's children, I believe all of us as God's children have a spiritual seed in us. By the word of God, that there is a miraculous seed implanted in all of us, in each one of us. And I want to encourage you as we're coming into Christmas and remembering Jesus Christ, who miraculously came to this world, to stir up that faith around that seed have confidence and courage to speak life over that seed elizabeth who's mary's cousin in response to mary's word of faith said this in luke 145 she said blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment isn't this for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the lord what's god telling you open your word Take his promises, plant them in your heart. There is hope. There is a miraculous. There is a miraculous. Let's allow hope through Christ Jesus to fill our hearts and to stir our faith to see fulfillment of his promise in our lives. Right now, I want to pray over some people. If you would, would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? There are people here this morning that I'm believing are thinking to themselves, I could really use a life of hope right now. That I could, I would love to experience joy right now. And the good news is today is that Jesus Christ has come into the world. That He lived that perfect life. He died upon a cross to seal for you a hope for now and a hope for the future. A joy for now, as we've heard this morning, 
and a joy for eternity. And some of us are yet to come to know Jesus Christ, the source of our hope, the source of joy, and the source of miracles. And what better season than this to receive the gift of eternal life? So as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, I want to give the opportunity to anyone in this room this morning who in their heart knows that they're yet to meet the source of joy, the source of hope, the source of miracles, the source of eternal life. Just simply raise your hand right now, wherever you're seated, you know in your heart, just raise your hand. Thank you, I see in the back there, thank you. Amen. Thank you there, I see in the back, come on. What a better season, there's no better season to receive the gift of eternal life than right now. Amen. So good. Church, would you just, would everyone, uh, actually, we'll stand up right now. And if everyone would pray with me out loud, those who raise their hand, we want to pray right now. So would you just repeat these words? Father God, we thank you for the miracle uh, of Christ Jesus. We thank you that he is our saviour that he's the one that gives steadfast hope yeah, and joy. And we thank you for the eternal life that we have through Christ Jesus. Father God, forgive our sins. And we thank you right now that in Christ Jesus, our, yeah, our eternity is secure. Our home is in heaven. And God is our Father. Come on, let's give him some praise right now. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And, and just as we're closing too, I, I want to just quickly pray over anyone that is needing a miracle, that is believing for the miraculous right now, that, that has that seed planted in them, which I believe we all do, but just needs that, that encouragement again to speak life over it, to speak life, to persevere. We just want to come around you right now. If everyone would just raise their hands to the heavens, come on, if everyone just raises their hands right now, you know who you are in your heart. You know who you are, those who need a miracle, want to break some things off. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every hand raised in this place today, God. And I declare life. I declare freedom, Lord God. I declare breakthrough over their lives right now that everything that the enemy has purposed to destroy, every promise that the enemy has purposed to block over their lives right now, Lord God, we break that blockage, Lord. We cancel the work of the enemy in Jesus' name and we release a prophetic. We release life. We release blessing. We release the miraculous over their lives today. We thank you, Lord God, that hope is coming back to life inside people this morning, that that seed is taking root in hope and that there's going to grow out of that an abundant life, Lord God, breakthrough and promise, Lord God, testimony that will fill this house of the miraculous working of Christ Jesus. We give you praise and we give you thanks, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.